Welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Gary Morgan. With me as always, healthy or sickly, happy or pissed, my dedicated friend and co-host, Jim Stam. Jim, can we report to the folks that you will in fact live? I I, I am alive. Uh, I can't hear out of my right ear because, because of a nasty ear infection. So I'm just going to um, filter all your takes through that ear and just talk. So it's going to work out pretty good this week, I think. <laughs> terrific, terrific. So also joining us today in emergency fashion because Jim's illness caused us to reach out quickly yes. to, to a reliable friend of ours, uh, making his second appearance on the show. Yark, my man, how are you, brother? I'm doing great, guys. Uh, not nearly as sickly as uh jim over there well fast buddy uh thanks again for having me guys it's always a great time love talking sports and stuff with you guys anytime it worked it worked out we it, you was we were due to have you back on anyway so you were you're you worked your way back up to the top of the list already so it had to happen <laughs> all right um i mean before we really get into like the topics we want to break into today i just have to start with something that that's kind of just been itchy with me recently <laughs> watching this team i predicted before this season started that it would be more fun by the end than it was at the beginning we'd like the team better at the end than we did in the spring i think we're still on track for that injuries caused us to see a lot of that fun earlier than the team anticipated and to me, I'm troubled by a general manager that would willingly take steps backward with really no foreseeable merit to many of the decisions. There is no trade market for Yoshi. I, I said when he came off the IL, if he came off the IL and hit like Henry Aaron for three weeks, there is no trade value and Yoshi Tsutsugo, because everybody knows what he really is. We've seen it. And Jim and York, before we get into the topics we want to go at, take a swing, because this GM, this owner, this coach, they deserve it. Let's give them a good wrap in the back of the head real quick before we get going. Jim, have at it. Yeah, I mean, it's... <clears throat> To, to your to your one point there when you said you think we're still on track for seeing it uh, be a little more fun I, I agree I'm a little I get a little nervous just because maybe it's it's um, we've taken a little bit of a dip here in that um, with this in, with some of this insistence you're talking about with keeping Tsutsugo in the lineup and and of course our buddy Josh van meter um, uh, you know you Chang got in there a little bit, but then they moved on from him quickly. Yeah, Jake Marisnik, the, the list goes on and on. Yes. Um, I I think we're going to get back to it. I, you know, I, my, my fear is that this trade deadline comes and goes and nothing has changed on that front and these two guys are still where they're at and still playing. You know, if, if, if you wanted to make the case that, and I don't even agree with this, 
okay, we're just not going to have him start anymore. We're still going to let him be on the team or be part of the bench or something like that. I want to wash my hands completely. Me too. My my fear is that that they don't wash their hands completely. Yeah. Yeah, trade deadline comes and goes, and not only are they still on the team, or one of them is, is that they're still playing. My fear is that that if if they do it the day after the trade deadline, all it does is confirm the utter stupidity that they had thinking that there was a trade market for these guys. Definitely. That's the kind of thing I'm not going to sit here and just turn a blind eye to. I mean, like, I'm sorry. This GM, I think his overall plan is great. I like what he's doing. I love how the system's coming together. I enjoy the talent coming up. I'm anxious to see how it plays out. I still don't know if they can develop. We'll see. But don't actively do stupid things on purpose in the middle of the season and expect me to swallow it. You have better options. You just sent down to triple freaking A. And you can't tell me it had to happen. Yark, blast them. (laughs) <laughs> well, I got to say, man, this, this guy, he has the patience of Job because he just he will sit there and watch this and watch this and watch this. And I don't know what I mean, I, I, I know why he wanted uh, Yoshi in the beginning. But honestly, and we all saw it. Same. And who knows if he was even really hurt. Same, And I don't I don't dislike taking <laughs> a swing. Right. And but unlike you got to see at this point, but he does. He has the and he does this with everything. He's done this with his whole like. uh like you guys were talking the other day about the pitching, how he slow played that, and he slow played the hitters the same, like the young guys, Castillo and Chavez, just strictly platooning, working them in here and there, not starting them on days we thought they should have been up and playing. He just slow plays everything, like everything. And these guys, I, I can't believe he could even think that there's a trade market. I cannot believe that there. No one in the right mind thinks that. Do 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 we buy that? I don't know that. The I would say that it's just hard to kill time in a hundred and sixty-two game season, and they are trying to just buy as much time as they can. They have not been interested in the wins and losses this year, and they are just pushing things off as far as they can until they feel they have to do something. Yeah, and it's you know five six months of a season. Uh, you I know, mean, I, part of the reason that you hear get tossed about, I mean, Dayon does it a lot. And I've, I've seen it some other places talking about, oh, well, now they're going for Super 2 for Jack Sawinski. Man, I don't think so. I don't think so. You don't do that on a double A call up. Like, I, I just don't think so. I, I think you do that on a very special talent like O'Neill Cruz. Okay, I get it. Whatever. I get it. It sucks. Wish didn't happen. But I get it. I don't think that's what's going on with guys like Jack Sawinski. I'm sorry. I but, just can't buy that. And Cal wasn't hitting either, and he still really isn't. So, And he got sent back down and bounced. I, mean, I know they're not really looking at him more as a, you know, uh, a Super 2 type person. But, I mean, these guys are young. They came up. They had their shot. They showed some flashes. I mean, Jack showed great power. And he took some really great at-bats, which is why I don't get all the strikeouts and how he was like oh for thirty two or whatever down the stretch. Yeah, but, it seemed it seemed more like Jim. It seemed more like they could have just said to Jack, "Hey, you know, like in the bottom of the ninth when you're standing there and you waste fifteen pitches waiting for that one that you can make a big dramatic swing on, do that every at bat." <laughs> and it seems like to me training's done. 
Because that's what happened with that kid. When he focused, man, he could do it. Yeah, I I don't think it was fair to Jack Sawinski, and people are going to point to, well, he was 0 for 29. Well, yeah, but he, uh, he had, up to that point, um, handled himself pretty nicely in Major League Baseball. He I, had also I, I, already been taught that it didn't matter if he had bad stretches. Yeah. And Keep so, with your process, right? It's like it's like as soon as they get an excuse, man, will they jump all over it. Now, I don't know if that's because of Super 2. I doubt it with Jack we know, we know what it was. It was Ben Gamble and Jack Marins got or Jake yeah. Marinzik got healthy. That's yeah, what it, it was. Yeah. yeah. So and there's Greg a lot Allen of that. got healthy. Look, we've talked about there are games within the game, and they, they, they've got a lot of time and a lot of innings to fill and a lot of games in a season where they have out and out declared it doesn't matter to anyone that will listen or pay attention. And so they're just using it at, at, at their whim with each player the way they choose to do it. I mean, we're going to take a quick break. It's frustrating here. as hell, by the way. It really is. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break here. I'm sorry for getting dark at the beginning of the show, but I think it was important. It was important to make sure that we, we kind of voice, it didn't have to be this way at all. No, and, and I'm just getting out in front of it. I'm going to call you on it. When you cut these guys the day after I'm going to call you on it. If you don't cut these guys the day after, I'm, I, I mean, the, I you have this... boxed yourself into being stupid for yeah, this trade. deadline. is what you've done. And I think the fan base is really waiting to see this last little week here before they completely blow their tops. Absolutely. So um, that that alone will be worth the price of admission to see how that part goes. Well, this first part was really fun. So when we come back, why don't we touch on something even more touchy than that? Somebody who's becoming he who can't be named, especially if you're going to dare to criticize or think about him at all. Oh. Brian Hayes. DK Pittsburgh Sports, Yark and Jim, Gary with you, and we are going to discuss not a bad week of baseball, but one player in particular we need to discuss is Cabrales. We rarely talk about him because honestly, he's so far down the list of Pirates problems that he just gets lost in the shuffle. This isn't a bad player. And folks, even if what we're watching is his top of the mountain, this contract is a song. I mean, I hate to break it to you, but his 2021 and 2022 look eerily similar. Let me read you some stats for comparison to get our conversation started here. Games in 2021, 96. He's up to 90 this year. So you can see they, they compare pretty favorably. Average last year, 257. Average this year, 251. OPS 689, OPS this year 676. Home runs 5 last year, 4 this year. Doubles 2017. Keep um, going, keep going. They're eerily similar. 
<laughs> they're eerily similar. I I mean, I mean, we're talking um, 362 at bats. Yeah, I mean, this is a good sample size. 343 at bats this last year or this year. Yeah, I mean, so first of all, largely, isn't this kind of what Key was on his way up through the system too, Yark? Yeah, absolutely, man. And I, and I hate hate to say. Because I, I mean, I love the guy. I love the guy as a player. Now, I mean, he hasn't hit as well as we would like, but that's what I thought he was going to be. And to the point where I was thinking that they should have traded him while his value was skyrocketed, like he was whatever top twenty prospect or was he even top. Did he make top ten? Maybe because he was up there. Yeah, I mean, it was close. But and I got into so many arguments, and I'm like, well, I'd rather see a little bit more power from my third baseman. I mean, now I think it's going to work out because he hits the ball way too hard, you know, and he's athletic. He has speed. He's he's going to figure it out to a point where the bat's going to play for his defense, at, yeah. at least in the least. But I mean, maybe so this is a, a player that's already racked up a three point two WAR this year. Yeah, it's just he's got a seven point four career WAR. Yeah, this guy's value is right. not in dispute. This contract was a good contract. Like he's already. I'm just. This isn't a superstar. Right, he's already paid for like the first three, four years of it in value. You know, yeah. There, there, there's a there's a uniqueness to it that it doesn't really apply to a lot of guys around the league on how you have to look at him and how you have to value things. It's just you know that when we were talking, Gary, Gary and I have been sitting on this topic for a couple of weeks and thought, you know, this is the perfect time to talk about it. And um, you know, th- I think. You know, the the thing is now, I think we have the baseline, and he's still going to figure some things out. He still hits the ball hard the other way. I think there's more there. Now, mm-hmm. you know, that being said, he ha- he has a, um, a batting average against balls in play that is, a, is, for his career, a little bit higher than, I think, even the average in baseball. So it's not like he's had terrible luck there either. So he, he's just got to improve on some things. He's got to work on driving the ball. He's got to be able to pull the ball a little bit. Um, and I think he'll I think he'll get there. It's just um, if fans are expecting a huge jump offensively now, I think there's enough on paper to say mm, you might want to reset and recalibrate those expectations. I mean – Yark, is it fair to say, Cabrian, let's say he, like, came up and this team's already stacked, right? Yeah. He's probably a six or seven hitter. Oh, right. He's doing pretty well, popping a couple home runs, hitting some doubles. He's pretty fast. Right. You know, yeah, makes yeah. good contact, hits the ball the other way, situational hitter. That's something it seems like he hasn't done as much of late, though. Going the other when he used to go hard the other way, that's when they, you could tell he was like really starting to get it, right? But then yeah. he loses pull completely, when right? He, when he starts to focus on it too much, when he loses pull, uh, I mean, at PNC Park for a right handed hitter, you lose power potential too, right? If you don't pull him down the line, you're not going to get this five to six creepy home runs that you should get every year as a righty in, in PNC, like even. That, that sprung Kevin Newman to a 10 home run season. Right. Well, you know, that's the kind of the, of sneaky power that we talk about. That's why double power translates sometimes to ballparks. 
But it's not like I'm saying he's a bad player, but I, I just think when this team fleshes out, Brian Hayes is not going to be hitting one, two, or three in my mind. I mean, that's where they're sticking him right now, but he I just don't really turn it around. So, I mean, he'd really have to make some changes. So what, I mean, what I did see like in his splits, cause I was looking, he has been terrible against righties, um, but similarly for his career. And I was seeing that they maybe like, uh, he was seeing more fastballs last year. Yeah. And more like I see my, maybe he's chasing that slider. And I can't, and I keep going back to what Haynes, Haynes, and maybe the system as a whole was preaching, where somebody said the other day that uh, they want hard contact, but they want you to damage the ball. So if there are these guys just all swinging out of their shoes, and it's just, and that's why the numbers are going this way, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, we we probably could touch on that subject <laughs> as well, like the the overall hitting philosophy of the team. I think that's best saved for its own segment. Yeah. But I mean, there's a lot to it for sure. Probably could have vented on that in the opening segment instead of what (laughs) I did. But um, for Hayes himself, he's been around long enough to know himself. And um, yeah, let's let's not pretend that he doesn't have most of his hitting acumen from his lineage and who's coached him all of his life. It's just you're not going to teach him things he doesn't know. Basically, at this point. I just think he, he's a guy that focuses on something and wants to perfect it and loses sight of other things. When you start focusing on poking the ball the other way constantly because that's where you're having the most success and hard contact, you completely lose the pull side. It's not even about shifting anymore. It's about the way they pitch you. If they know you're going to go away, they're going to bust you inside. You know, like, and and you got to be real careful with a guy with a swing like that too, because, you know, you don't want to take away the the thing that he he does exceptionally well when he is hitting, which is, you know, hitting the ball, being able to take it the other way, being able to drive it. I mean, to, how yeah. many guys in this league do we watch that can never do? They never do that. They can never master that. He he has that part. Right. Um, so you don't you don't want to screw that up. But he reminds it, me of Kutch. Like it, it to, for him to be successful, he has to hit the way Kutch did. Now, Kutch had more power, and Kutch had early a on. Power. He wasn't yeah. a big power hitter early, so that's very true. Until he learned how to like continue through the ball and, and take advantage of that, right along the Clemente wall, right center field gap <laughs> is where he he was getting some of his power shots from, because he never turned into that big pull hitter either. No. So maybe that's kind of the way Hayes needs to model his swing, but you got to be able to do it a little. You have to be able to do it a little, or they just shift everything in the outfield over on you, and then nothing falls. And yeah, it, it yeah. Causes... I mean, you certainly don't want him starting to try to pull and just lazy fly outs to left center in PNC Park. I mean, that's a that's 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 a killer, you know, but at the same time, you're looking at a guy in New York, you mentioned this briefly. And if you really start to dive in the numbers, it gets very concerning. Cause you're talking about a guy with an OPS against right handers in the five eighties. I mean, we just can't, you just can't have that. Um, you know, and, and yeah, he's not batting where he should in the lineup, but this is, this is the lineup we have right now. Um, ideally, like Gary said, I think I see him as more of like, Unless there is a big jump here or a substantial one, I think I see him as like a, a, a six hitter. Um, Probably a damn a, good six hitter. 
Yeah, yeah and that's not a knock against him. And, and, no, it's, and it's I never... not at all. It's, it should be indicative of a team that is getting good because yeah. right. you're no longer forcing guys. Like, to be blunt, I, I'm not, I don't have to just stop on him. Brian Reynolds might not be the two hitter, like you know, right. come come time for this team to actually be good. A, a, a uh, lot of guys batting out of where they should be if it was a better lineup right now. Quite frankly, right. I mean, and thank thank our lucky stars that a certain Twitter handle has deactivated for this conversation because we would probably get <laughs> some trouble, Jim. I've heard he's back. Oh, he's back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then it was a brief hiatus. Out. I mean, Yark, I, I apologize for pulling you into this caustic situation. <laughs> I'm good. You are about to get attacked by the Hayes family. <laughs> that's okay. I, I mean, it's uh, it's it's an Ike Turner situation, you know, oh, where they just yeah. want to beat on you and not have any repercussions. But, <laughs> but you know, I'm glad that somebody stood up to them. Shout out to Mitchell because uh, good yeah. for you, brother. For yeah. real, somebody had to do it. Yeah, I was kind of shocked when I seen. It. I just happened to scroll through and see. I said, "Whoa, did you get in the?" It's ridiculous. I, I just think to myself, like, I can't imagine how Cabrian would feel about that. You know, I can't imagine that he's back. He's rooting that on. I can't imagine well, he's happy about it. I bet he just doesn't even know what's happening. Right. Yeah. And then just, somebody at the Pirates is like, "Hey, are you seeing this?" And and deactivation. Like, <laughs> what happened? And, and, and just quick. Wow. Just a quick recap for um, all the fortunate souls that aren't on Twitter like us um, that still have some other sanity. Um, the Hayes family does not take kindly to criticism of Cabrian Hayes. Um, the, or evaluation. Uh, yes. Uh, they are an equal opportunity basher. They will come after fans. They will go after coaches um, just about criticizing things. General or maybe, managers. Man, general manager, maybe even a little dig at a player or two. Potentially. Um, yes, it has ventured into that territory too. So I don't want people thinking this is some big segment about it's our turn to, uh, you know, kick Cabrian Hayes. I want to make it clear. Cabrian Hayes is a heck of a ball player. I'm glad we have him. He's going to be important to everything the Pirates do. I think he's going to get better. So please, please don't go down that road with me, with Gary, or Yark. Just don't do it because it's not going to go well on Twitter after this. I can promise you if you go there. Right. Let's keep what, our Twitter battles to things that didn't actually happen, like being blocked by Cody with the K finally. Not even having the fire. Oh, thank God. i <laughs> Thank God. I, I beg for that every day. I beg for Penn's Chronicles to block today. me. It was great. Yeah. But, but, but no, like, let's get back to this. Let's get back to this for a second. This is not just some fans who got uh, caught the uh, brunt of Brian Hayes' brother or their father or his father criticizing them. This is, this is, can be a potential issue I don't think players would appreciate seeing something like that on social media. I, I can't imagine the pirates are thrilled with a player's family being this outspoken on social media. And I got to tell you, be glad that it's Pittsburgh because if it wasn't Pittsburgh and this was New York, this would be stuff that would get on the back page about 
this kind of nonsense. Absolutely. So, so knock it around, off. People that run, want to run around and, and say that he sucks because he only has four home runs and not factor anything else in either. Yeah. Say, right. oh, he's stealing money. Are you uh, kidding me? Are no. you kidding me? Colton Wong makes as much as he does next year. <laughs> right. Colton Wong. Yeah. Right. Which would you rather have? Right. I'd rather have Ryan Hayes. And if you it honestly say Colton Wong. When you're beating up the beating them up after two months of the contract. You know what I mean? Like, hey, no wonder the Reynolds or Cruz right. or the next guy doesn't want to sign here. You know? Right. And, I mean, we before we dive in on the trade deadlines, we do got to talk about that a little bit. We should throw out a congrats to uh, Blair and Brian on the birth of their uh, baby brother for Reese. And uh, they're good people, folks. And um, all baseball aside, Having a happy family is the best thing Brian will ever produce. So congratulations, Ooh. and I'm yes. very happy. Congrats. Um, Absolutely. And um, take as much time as you need, man. It's, yeah. it's your family. It's the baseball stuff. Yep. We all take it very too seriously at times. doesn't matter. Just, hey, whatever you need, bud. Absolutely. So uh, we should probably look at trades. Everybody wants to talk about it. Trade deadline's sure. coming up, right? Let's start with the obvious because we've already made one. We got Vogie for Colin Holderman from the Mets. And um, our buddy Craig put out a podcast on Wednesday where, where he and, and Chris suggested Colin Holderman might be somebody you want to think about as a starter. Yeah, I heard that. Because that's what he was. And Ooh. it might be a sneaky way to steal a, a starter. What do, you, what do you guys think of that? Hmm. York, uh, I haven't considered that. I well, I hadn't considered it either when I heard him say it, and and, and I immediately went to. I don't think that's where he's at in his career. I mean, he's probably pumping it up to one hundred because he's in the short burst, and it, his future is in the Pirates bullpen. From what I think, they didn't put they put him down there, so they didn't have to cut somebody. Basically, you know, yeah, so I'd buy into it more if they didn't openly say that he was going to be here soon. You know, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, and if he's going to be here soon, there's only one way that can happen. He's not right. So what, what do you yeah. think of the of the deal? I mean, I I thought um, not bad. I mean, like probably probably uh, better than I thought they'd do. I thought they'd get a a good double A prospect for him, something like that. I obviously. The name came across. I had to go do uh, the research. Anybody that sits there and says, "Oh, yeah, I, I knew right away about uh, this guy," come on now, they're 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 lying to you. So um, after I looked, I thought I thought they did pretty good. Um, you're talking a major league arm. He has acquitted himself nicely since being in the majors this year. Um, control. Yeah, and uh, I think he's 26. So again, we're not talking about a 29-year-old guy here um, that's had some ups and downs. He seems to be healthy. He's a big, big old guy. Can pump it about 100. Um, I see him entirely used in the bullpen at the major league level. And I got to look. I'm not a big rah-rah uh, bench or anything guy, but I got to hand it to him here. It's hard to get major league pitching back on a team From a contender that is go that is contending. So just even being able to do that, 
you know, uh, speaks speaks to me that I think uh, they did okay. All right, I, Yark, I will credit GM Ben Charrington half a um, oh, I'll give him half of a Yoshi for that. <laughs> as far as credit to cancel out the evil from the first segment, so. <laughs> What do you what do you think for real, Colin Holderman? Uh, I thought he was a, a pretty interesting pickup. He, he can pump it up there. He's got potential closer on him. I, I see like Bednar vibes. You know, when they traded for Bednar, you know, nobody really thought of it. He had very limited major league experience, but he had done pretty well. Throws right. hard, has some decent like secondary pitch, and this kid's just bigger and throws harder. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I feel like he's somebody you could start to work right in towards the back of the bullpen almost immediately here you know and if you do trade bednar you know it gives you another arm to yeah i think i think that's that's probably we don't know honestly but i i think he's pretty good i actually think both teams are going to be happy with this deal to be honest with you yeah yeah i think bogey is going to help them um in certain ways that they really need um to be honest do we do we want to jump into the whole not getting rid of guys thing here, or do we want to do that in a little bit? I, it doesn't matter I think to me. Overall, I just... because the, everybody else is is the kind of scrap iron that we're talking about. It, you got Quintana, and you got Gamble, you got Mariznick, which ain't going to happen because he's injured. You got, you know, I I, don't, I wouldn't trade Greg Allen. I can't see any kind of market for him, right? No. So I mean, maybe Kevin Newman. I guess people are just going to get mad because trade is a, a bad buzzword now. But well, they've been beat to death with it in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I mean, You—that's you, why they're here—is to be yeah. moved. Now, what's what's really kind of gotten me, Jim, and I've never understood this, is why people think by not trading Quintana, it, it increases their chances of extending Quintana. Like for another couple of years, if they don't trade Quintana, it means nobody really wanted him enough to bother giving them anything of value. And they just held on to him and felt it was more worthy to use up the innings he would give them. That doesn't mean like they have some kind of inside track to re-sign him. That's not how this works. I mean, like, the, I sure, I guess they have negotiation rights until he becomes a free agent but right how often well, do you cert- see teams signing people during the world series not very often no and you i mean the pirates i mean they'd be silly to i mean you want to let this if you're going to keep him um because you're, you don't feel it's worth enough to move him you don't get a return that's fine you're going to want to see him pitch all year before you would even entertain. I mean, like, let's see if he stays healthy. Right. Let's, I mean, like be crazy to, 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 to think about anything like that. So, um, no, whether it's Quintana, whether it's, uh, Vogelback, um, I understand, I understand that people are tired of, of, of moving guys out and, and, and trying to get a return to help for the future. But these aren't the guys that uh, I would put my stake in the ground on. This is enough is enough. You know, uh, you look at a Vogelback, and he had largely, largely over overperformed in Pittsburgh. 
Um, yeah. So he he's he's exactly the type of guy you'd want to move at that time and then hold on to. You know, I could see if he had been with the Pirates needing the the, the power that they need and and need to keep in the lineup. I could see if this was his track record coming in um, right. that you'd want to hang on to him. You, you would have had him for another. For yeah, you had. Coming in, it's exactly right. But let's just let's just throw that part out of the equation and say you you somehow did have him, and you've got him for an option for another year. I could see that, but um, these are the type of guys that I can't imagine losing sleep over. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? I just I, I understand people are tired of it. I, I I get that totally. I think people are tired of it, but I also think that you can't look at a team that if they're lucky are going to somehow muster together 65 to 70 wins this year and, and want to try to keep that together. Like that's, that's not something to try to glue together. That's the leg lamp from Christmas story. It's, it's done. Bury it in the backyard, move on, play taps if you must, but it's time to get better players in here and you have to make room for better players. So, there's a reason none of these guys are signed. Like long term, I wish yeah. they would extend somebody like Gamble, but like, I wish they would extend somebody like Quintana. But next year, don't you want them to get somebody better than Quintana? I do. Like, I want somebody that I know is going to be good. I don't want somebody that I think might be. I don't want to be pleasantly surprised. I want to be sure. Get me somebody better. It's funny you mentioned that. I think I responded to somebody was saying like, I don't want to be satisfied with a Vogelbach or Vogelback and a Quintana. I, 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 I'd like to get, I th- I'd like to think we can do a little better than that, or we should be able to, um, you know, whether they do it or not, that's the, that's, that's another topic. Um, but to me that, that, that's, that's not enough anyway. Yeah. There's none of these guys. So keep, that I would keep going. Trying. None of these guys I would be trying to hold on to. Like even Chris Stratton, Yark, you know, he's a guy that he's been better here than people want to pretend right now because he's having a, a meh season. And that's that's where I'll put it, really. It's a meh season. It's not bad. It's not no, no. good. No, it's right. meh. And, and this he's dude they just good. got, Holderman, his spin rates and, his, and extra velocity, he is Stratton. That's what he could be. That, you know, so great. If they trade him, I'm not going to cry just because he has another year of control. If no, he does well, he's not going to get bad. They, they can replace get him. for him. I'll be happy. Yeah, so, I mean, what do you think about things like that? I mean, why do people want to hold on to these guys so much? I mean, what have they given them that... And is there anybody that you would you would want to hold on to? Well, I've been kind of vocal about you don't have... Like, people will insist that you had to trade Quintana. And, and, and my thing is... One, I think he does help the younger kids a little bit. And and having some veterans around, even to fill in for the rest of the season, could help. You know, getting their brains beat in every night and not having a vet to talk to or explain, like, hey, man, you still got to get up and do this and, you know, do your routines and this and that. I think that has value. And I don't think the return for any of these guys is going to be really anything spectacular. You know, so I weigh like weigh it that way. Then the innings for Quintana, I think that they might be better served just to use him, just to soak some up. Because between guys being 
on short leashes as far as their innings or, you know, uh, first inning the other day, I seen people saying Bryce Wilson isn't a starter. He should never start again, this and that. And then he went five innings scoreless you know, after that first inning. I mean, is that what you want? More Bryce Wilson giving up seven runs in an inning all year and whoever else. You're gonna get, whether you like it or not. Yeah. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. And the veteran aspect of it, yeah, I agree. I, like, I, I think I, that's I a good – for the same reason. Yeah, I, I think that that to me is bigger than even the innings pitched. I mean, I understand that line of thinking, and I can I can see why someone would say that, but losing is losing to me. They're losing this year. We, we know this. I, I, will it be ugly and hard to watch? Yes, but I think we're all kind of used to that. So um, – but as far as the, the 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 veteran presence of guys like Quintana and Gamble, I don't like to go to that a lot. But I think in this situation with those two guys, I think it's a very valid point that they do provide some of that type of leadership. They they, prov- they have to provide it because they don't have it, and they don't have it in the coaching staff. Yeah. I you know like Oscar Marine. He may very well prove himself. I actually think overall I'd have to say the pitching staff has kind of turned around this year. You know, I, I think it's it's probably outperformed what it should on paper. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give him a total reprieve and say he's the guy for the next ten years, but okay, he's done something this year. I kept saying, What has he done? He's done this year. But he, yeah, you know, we can point to a couple people. Didn't pitch in the major leagues. No. And I'm not saying that your pitching coach has to, but somebody has to. And they don't have anybody like that to talk to at all. (laughs) No. You're right. And because we just even discussed, like, one of the guys we'd probably trade is Chris Stratton. Right. Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, I guess, uh, yeah, even those guys are kind of young, Bede and Bambuelos. And, you know, you'd think they're vets, but they're not really vets. Right. Not, not, yeah, they're not successful vets anyway. No, they're, they're, those are guys still trying to get their footing like anybody right yeah. now. Right. So, I mean, you do worry about them not having anybody like that to turn to, you know, and I, you know, maybe that is a consideration. Maybe that's why we're not hearing much really. I mean, I can't imagine somebody's not going to want to snap up a lefty that has looked pretty quality this year. So for me, it's unfathomable. They keep them, but I mean, there's got to be like a decent piece back, right? Or else, what's the point? Just well, keep them. might help the team more. That's where you got to land, right? I mean, is it going to help or is it not? <laughs> so, um, when we come back, let's talk a little bit about the overall team, and then let's get to call your shot. What do you say? Let's do it. Pirates fan forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I think we should talk a little more about the trade deadline. It's kind of the elephant in the room. And it's also the biggest chance for um, the majority of the last segment of this podcast to be a waste of time. So, (laughs) 
I mean, in all sincerity, let's talk the big scene. Let's not talk Pirates, because to be blunt, this was never going to be an interesting trade deadline for the Pirates. It wasn't. Um, And, you know, I say that with the full knowledge that that Brian Reynolds is getting traded, all of you who tweeted me that. And um, I get it. But uh, the bigger scene... On the outside shot that that doesn't happen. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Absolutely. The bigger scene really is, yeah, I saw somebody tweeted out today, like my friend's friend of a friend who used to be friends with Reynolds. And it's like, oh my God. My father's brother's sister's uncle's cousin's nephew's roommate. (laughs) So ridiculous. It's it's like, I can get tickets to any Steeler game I want. My brother used to cut grass for Johnny. (laughs) Come on. Anyways, um, we should talk about the big scene and really what we think is holding it up. I haven't seen very many moves. I mean, even the rumor mills are kind of quiet. Um, obviously, Juan Soto is dominating the, the headlines. There's been a couple credible offers out there. Apparently, one of them incredible by the San Diego Padres. If, if they actually swing that, unreal amount of talent going back to Washington for that. And God help the Padres GM if they manage to. Right? You know, is can, can I just throw something? Up the whole market, though, I don't think so. No, but 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 before we go past Juan Soto, let me just throw this out there. It's just a simple question: Is Juan Soto actually too good for his own good for this whole thing, like to even happen? Like, like it's it's made it so hard to quantify, and it's left so few teams involved, right? I mean, there's. In baseball, there's going to be very few teams involved when you're talking about somebody that's going to get a $500 million contract. Yeah, but even some teams are like, that you normally might be in there are like, nope, I think it's too rich for our blood. You know, like, it's it's just such uncharted territory. Yeah, it really is crazy. And, and Yark, you you like to mess around with these trade values and everything. I'm sure you (laughs) saw what Padres were offering. Yeah. Insane. Absolutely insane. (laughs) It's, it's great. I don't know. I mean, it, if there's a guy worth it right now, it's that guy, you know what I mean? Or maybe Julio now. But um, oof, I don't know. And, and But for me, I think Boris is taking him to free agency. There's no extension. I can't see any I think, extension. <laughs> I think he would for some of his favorite teams. Like, I think the Dodgers could get it done. Maybe. And, and you know what? They got Trey Turner coming off the books for next year. And the only reason I say that is the Dodgers have the, the prospect depth to do it. Mm-hmm. In fact, they have the major league depth to do it. Right. And, well, to be honest, they have the major league depth to, to do it. They could, it's they an, could it's, easily, it's easily do that. They could even embarrassment trade, of riches. They could oh my even God. trade someone straight out of their rotation. Right. They, they really could. <laughs> and um, it's, it's insane, but... And they and they could pay the five hundred million, and he'd take that because that's all he wants is the record, right? So, it's to me that that situation gets boring as soon as you realize it's the Dodgers, you know. <laughs> yeah. And that's what's really it's the Dodgers yeah. or the Yankees, which is everyone yeah. wants them worse. And and you almost and you almost root for it in a way just to say let's just get as dumb as we possibly can in baseball. Right. So you know, um, so we can just make a, a mockery of the system. But um, yeah, you know, he's, uh, for me, he's, 
he's one of the best right-handed hitters I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> or left-handed hitters I've ever seen. I mean, it's crazy. And, and he's so patient and he dominates that strike zone. Like, knows He knows that strike zone like Daniel Vogelback. But, well, in all sincerity, no, Daniel Vogelback is elite when it comes to understanding the strike yeah. zone, despite his arguments. He's so fun to watch. But, but, okay, Juan Soto <laughs> knows the strike zone like that. But imagine that with a guy who can do damage in every quadrant of strike zone yeah it's it's uh ted williams asking away it really uh, is with that kind of eye as well and then like i love the fact that and this wasn't supposed to turn into a one set of show so i'm sorry we but, might be um, as good as termar johnson jim i mean maybe <laughs> but maybe. for the guy the guy shows the guy's not e- the guy's not even a home run hitter and he's so good he just shows up to the all-star game and is like what do i have to do what do I have to do this dirt this derby thing? Oh, hit home runs? Yeah, I'll do that. And it just just beats everybody like my goodness, he's so he's so stinking good. I'll shut up about him. He's a crazy <laughs> good player. And you know, I, I did breathe the sigh of relief when I when I saw that the Cardinals dipped out. Yeah. Because the Cardinals were a sneaky team that I thought could have possibly done it. Definitely. And and I mean both legs of that marathon too. So um, definitely. So I, I was a little bit afraid of that. Regardless, on the pitching side of things in the trade market, I mean, to me, it's Luis Castillo holding this thing up. I'm the, I, I think, think he's holding think up so. a whole lot of moves, you know, and and there's got to be a lot of players involved for that because almost everybody who's even smelling being in it thinks they can go and get a pitcher like that. I mean, and, and you're not talking about a Juan Soto good. package here. It'll be good, but it's not going to be like that. Yeah, York. What do you? I mean, you like like we talked about before. You you like the trade such uh, these these um, scenarios. I mean, what do you see someone <laughs> needing to get a Castillo, or or where do you think is he the one that's holding this up? I mean, I think, uh, I mean, the major players are looking for him because they're looking, they're not looking for a Quintana to start because they want to replace their one, two or three guy. You know what I mean? They're not looking to just, some teams are looking to just get a back end guy to get him down the stretch. So they might be willing to get a Quintana or someone similar. Seems like the Pirates are looking for a Quintana. Like, (laughs) they must be back to J-Hap. Yeah. Yeah. Quite honestly, they are the ones that go out and get the Vogelbacks and the, Quintana's as like the additions. Yeah. Right. So regardless, without bashing our own team, <laughs> let's move forward. Castillo to me is holding it up. I think he's probably the best one available. He's probably the most sure thing available. Um, he's playoff tested. I think there's just a lot of people that probably really would like to have him as part of their run. But after that, man, I don't know. It seems like we're going to have a free-for-all like on Monday, doesn't it? Like It really does. It's going to be wild, man. I, I, and, and people keep saying there's a, like a, a slow market or a light market on starting pitching, but if you start going through these losing teams, there's, I mean, they have three starting pitchers on every one of their rosters that could go. Yeah. You know? I mean, I was even looking at the, you know, we'll get into it in the next thing, but with the Reds and the Cubs, it's just... There's so many guys that could just go. I mean, oh, I think I think Yark just decided when it was time for call your shot. <laughs> so let's go ahead and do it. 
right here, right now. Let's take a quick second and play the intro. Alright, so call your shot. I'm going to read it this week because we're starting to accept them that way as well. I'm trying to broaden the horizons for people that just are not going to get on board with recording They're themselves. They're so, so afraid to show their faces. <laughs> I, I mean, we do it. We get it. But, you know, we I haven't want to band yet. I want to let as many people participate as possible. So this one comes from Robert Bishop. And he says, will our Buckos finish last in the Central? Um, let's be as straightforward as we can. I mean, to me, no. I think they're going to finish third. And I know that that seems crazy right now, looking at the lineups they're pumping out there daily. But I think the Pirates lineup is going to look better after the trade deadline. And I think that the Reds and Cubs are going to take drastic steps back because of who they're trading. And that's what you really have to look at at this time of year. And I wish I could say that I was guessing because maybe it would be more entertaining for me to watch Major League Baseball if I was guessing about who they were going to move and who they weren't. Like, it seemed like Greg Brown was caught off guard that Wilson Contreras might be moved. <laughs> I mean, well, that's insane. And Jay Happ, too. Oh, or Ian Happ, what's going on? As he's pumping up Van Meter. Could, his could, Van yeah. Meter. It, we're, we're, let me just say, we're, we're a minute into a, the, tele, the telecast the other day, and Greg Brown starts into about Van Meter and now this might be, you know, him, you know, this is him probably going to be getting moved. And I'm like, you know, can we just not, can we, like, Greg, I just sat down with my pretzel twists. Can we not, can, can I just enjoy these before you get me all cranky? But, uh, yeah. So, right, so derailed, are the Bucks going to finish last in the Central? Do you got to answer the question? You go ahead, Jim. All right. Uh, no, they, they are not going to be last. And if you just simply take... If you take Castillo off the Reds and you take Contreras and Hap off of the Cubs, I think right there is enough to outplay them down the stretch. They're already not good baseball teams. And I'm probably forgetting a name or two um, on each of those teams. And the Pirates aren't going to look a whole lot different. Um, so for me, I, I don't see it. Would a 10-game losing streak in there or a nine-game losing streak in there like they did, you know, here not too long ago put that in jeopardy? Yeah, because there's not a ton of games left. But uh, it would have to be something like that that would have to happen for them to finish last, in my opinion. York, what do you say? I mean, I'm kind of right on board with you guys. I mean, and, and, you know, I, there's going to be – there would be – so many guys traded off those teams, like you know Brandon Drury, Tommy. Oh, Fan. Yeah. I don't know if he's right. healthy. Tommy Pham, yeah. you know some of these other Tyler Molly, he could go. There's people been interested in him. Yeah, they just rushed him back from the IL to get a a, a game <laughs> and just right. himself available, right? Right. They were trying to trade him before the season started. So, so you yeah. don't think so? You don't think? No, so I either. don't. And even like in the calendar year, the Cubs are the worst out of the three of them. They have a 386 um, winning percentage in the last calendar year. They're the worst team out of those three. And okay. then it's the Pirates. And then the Reds actually weren't terrible down the stretch last year. They were 32 and 30, but they've been 
I got to tell you what's really disheartening as a Pirate fan, because I, I can sit here and I can tell you I don't think they're going to finish last in the Central. I can also tell you I don't really give a crap, because they're not going to finish first. <laughs> yeah. But I think I, people just want to see third. Well, they just like that, that, that will help somehow if they though, see third. What sucks, though, and you guys might disagree, because it almost pisses me off. The Cubs and the Reds can both put out a lineup that I like a whole hell of a lot more even after the trade deadline. And and that sucks. <laughs> because, I mean, I think our pitching staff is pretty decent, you know, right now. I do. But the lumber company is what Pittsburgh Pirates baseball has been. That's what I want it to be. I want yeah. to see hitters. It's been rough. It's been rough looking at that lineup. Yeah, yeah. And, and the more I watch this team and the more I watch the way they're coached, the more I realize they're not cultivating hitters. They're they're cultivating people that are going to run into one every so often. We're going to have bursts of offense, and they're going to put up crooked numbers every once in a while. They could be a decent team if they would quit giving up crooked numbers every once in a while. Yeah, <clears throat> it's but but those lineups they're still going to be more impressive, I think, than ours. They they're just they have no pitching, and the pitching they do have is really young pitching. Yeah, like you can't get mad that Hunter Green isn't that great right now. <laughs> you I mean, know, don't like, any red does what terribly, honestly. If, if yeah. as long as the Pirates finish ahead of them. Now until eternity, I'll be a little bit satisfied. Yeah, that's forever. Long short of it, I don't think any of us think they're going to finish last. But it also is is kind of like uh, celebrating coming in second. Yeah, and in, in something that <laughs> there's only two of you running in. You know, <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 and and <laughs> that's that's actually a good point, Gary. But um, <laughs> I I look at it this way too. I don't care what really happens as long as Wilson Contreras gets the hell out of this division. Oh, I cannot stomach. Come on, let's talk about just for a second. No, go ahead. I, I cannot stomach that dude. And I really, I, if, if, if nobody knows what happened the other day is he uh, essentially Bryce Wilson threw a pitch inside he took exception to it, which it was not even that egregious, and it was at the belt, for God's sakes. And then he grounds out. He makes a point to run past Bryce Wilson, step on the pitcher's mound. I don't know if he brushed Bryce Wilson. So anyways, just to get people up to date in case you didn't see, it's just his latest, you know. But he's always doing something. He's always, he's always, always doing something. He's always yeah. And, but you man, know, I wanted to put one in his ear after that. He's one of those guys where he's he's Tom Wilson. If he's on your team, you love him. If, you know, if he's not on your team, you hate him. And I, the thing is, I don't care about the showboating stuff at all. That doesn't even move the needle for me. I just don't like like the uh, the guys that have to take offense to everything. Like I even got irritated with uh, Vogelback at some point. Like turning around, barking with the umpire. It was cute. <laughs> at first okay but like you do it 10 15 times in a game it's not cute to you or the umps and i can't even imagine you know an umpire not being affected by it after a while like you know like i want i would almost be like that's going to be a strike all night now big boy you know like shut up you know it, <laughs> like, 
I agree with you. I think Vogelback, it started to become a little tiresome to me. Um, you know, it wasn't anything that was becoming a huge deal. But um, constantly into something, yapping, uh, some type of little thing. Yeah, you know, I, I, I could do with that. I think it hurts you more than it helps you. But that's just his personality, too. So Yeah, but I'm comparing it to Contreras because I'm sure yeah. other, other fan bases, the arc, they watch somebody like Vogelback and they're screaming at their TV, why? It was a strike. Stop turning around and complaining, tubby. You know, but like Wilson Contreras, we watch him and this dude looks like he's hard done by no matter what happens. Foul one off his foot. He looks at the pitcher like he did it intentionally. You know, like it's somebody swings their bat and nicks his glove on the on the backswing. Oh, you definitely were trying to club me. You know, I like will, I will say, is what, I was sitting there trying to gauge the appropriate response to what he did. And the Pirates turned out didn't do anything. And I'm not a big unwritten rules guy, but I really did think he basically gave the Pirates and Bryce Wilson the, a huge middle finger there. I mean, to, 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 to seek out the mound, to step on it, and to kind of brush him, that's a little too much for me. Right. I think you have to do something there. I wonder if it will come up in another series. He's not going to be there. He or maybe there. on another team. It shouldn't happen. Um yeah. He's been hit 18 times this year. I mean, like, he's well, he leading care, the league yeah. by a country mile in, in hitting oh, pitchers. I, you got to love guys that get hit all the time. Well, he's get either getting hit because he's back. really hittable. <laughs> Just like, you know, you said a long time ago, Bob Nutting had a punchable face, Jim. Well, Wilson Contreras <laughs> I, has I hittable he knuckles. You know, like, What's that? He has hittable knuckles. You just want to, like, aim for his hands because – First of all, they're always in the strike zone. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard not to hit some guys. Anthony Rizzo comes to mind. Hey. He's hanging on the plate. Put uh, that, put we that might over. have another one named Henry Davis that, that likes to hang over the plate a lot. Listen, man, you put that elbow guard on, you can sit there like Barry Bonds with a robotic arm-looking thing. and <laughs> I mean, you, you don't have to move. It doesn't hurt. You know, you catch that thing right there, it's, it's, it's no big deal. It's a free base. Absolutely. Guys, great talk. And uh, honestly, Robert Bishop, good question. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. really appreciate that. That was Call Your Shot. And that's the show, folks. Man, that was a good one. Yark, thank you so yeah. much for joining us, brother. Now, thank you for having me, man. I, I love it every time, guys. Anytime appreciate you need it. me, I'll uh, grab a drink and join you. Got to get to the game sometime or something, right? Yeah, yeah. How do people get a hold of you and update people on where your bet is? Everyone always asks us. <laughs> uh it's 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 a little iffy now that vocal box stuff's good it hurt me that's hurt me a little bit Leave those home pirates runs. stole money out of yark's pocket that's the news <laughs> right now we'll be okay J- james james knows what's up <laughs> <laughs> jim how do people get a hold of you brother it's uh at jim stam 22 or for the city underscore 412 on twitter and, uh, yeah, it's Pittsburgh all the time. Pirates, Steelers, that's starting to, you know, get cranked up. We got uh, Penguins a couple months away. And uh, Pitt's not far away either. So um, we'll uh, we'll have some good things to talk about 
either on air or off air here pretty soon anyway. Yeah, we're getting pretty close to that sweet spot where all the sports are going on at the same time. And yes, I was that. So looking forward to it, man. If we had an NBA team, I don't know when we would sleep, Jim. <laughs> so. uh, I'm trying to stay on marriage number two, not not go to marriage well, number yeah. three. So. You're the only one, my man. All right, so if you want to get a hold of me, you can hit me on Twitter at GaryMO2007, or you can follow the show at Pirates Fan Forum. Make sure you follow our channel, Pirates Fan Forum Podcast, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, and you will never miss an episode. And uh, we'll be talking to you later. Ben, take it away, brother. Yes, go!